I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Kevin. He had a severe eye infection. Let's talk about it. I'm willing to risk the like civil lawsuit or whatever it is and pay like hundred dollars along with right. a million other people. Right, exactly. And care. that's what they do. They get everyone together yeah, and they go, Well, everyone fair. pays a hundred bucks and like they make a trillion dollars because they charge like right. seventeen million people with uh, piracy. But that hasn't so, happened in Canada yet though, has it? That's only happened in the uh, United Yeah, States. I don't think there's a pre- I don't think there's a precedence for it I yet here. There is definitely in mm-hmm. US. Has have people actually paid in the States? Uh, well, I'm sure some people have. I mean, think about the how the people that you know that would get a notice like that people and go, definitely and go oh, oh no, yeah. and be really scared and do that. Uh, speaking of piracy, yeah, uh, Kev, <clears throat> hey, what's up? Hey guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a pirate. Over yeah, here. does that That's make right. any sense? I don't know. I was like eh, international pirate. I so, are you one of those guys who's like year round with the costume and the makeup? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should probably say we were we. So Kev, we met uh, at uh, this awesome place called Showback, and uh, you you kind of sat in on a. Uh, it was like a private house concert type recording. It was really cool. We'd never done that before. It was really neat. Um, and you were one of the people kind of sitting in and, and hanging out with that for that recording. And then we all went out to this um, uh, Halloween concert, uh, like 20 minutes down the road, to this awesome place called the Old Confederate Lodge. Was it the Old Confederate Lodge? I can't remember. It was trippy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a real trippy. <laughs> I, really I, thought it, I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I absolutely loved the place. And I went as this, like, I tried to go as, a, as like, the tooth fairy, but my, I had to take my wings off, so I basically just ended up being a guy in a dress. That's what you were. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. His, Which, wings, his wings <laughs> kept, on, kept on hooking around people's necks. Uh, I was just, like, taking people's eyes out. I was like, I'm that guy. Which was very offensive then, because then you were basically assuming a transgender <clears throat> role as, like, a costume, which Absolute, was very... Absolutely not. Very, uh, the, very mean. Absolutely not the case at all, and uh, weird that you bring that up. <laughs> uh, but, Kev, you were... What were you? Because, like... <laughs> I people can't see you right now. Maybe if they go to your blog post, like when this all comes out, they'll see it. But you are uh, a very blonde, very uh, uh, like facially hairless, uh, very good looking man. Facially hairless. Well, he might have shaved today. Uh, you, is that the word? Well shaven. <laughs> well shaven. You look kind of like a European model. You do. Yeah, you do. But that night. <laughs> You look dirty as fuck. <laughs> you look like the rattiest fucking dude. I think you like you look like you sharpied a beard on your face and like you're wearing these like big ass like that's overalls. Exact, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and it takes me back. Thing, it's a compliment actually calling me a dirty old man because uh, that's really what I I think like I peaked in my bite trip a few years ago. I was, I was super dirty, having a great time, and this this clean clothes, that clean shaped yeah. look is uh, maybe not me. No, okay, we'll see. We'll, see. well, it looks good on you. You look uh, you look really good. Taylor and I were driving over here, and we we're like, 
he looks very Aryan. Like he's a very. Uh, I don't think you're. I don't think you can use the uh, word well, Aryan. We can yeah, cut I, this out. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think that Aryan's a. Uh, is that a bad word? I, no, I don't think so. You, you look just, kind of Scandinavian. You just look like that's way more acceptable. You look like the. You look like the perfect specimen that Hitler was striving for. Well, that's for. what I was going to say. It was if Hitler won and we were living in that world, whatever that world would look like, uh, everyone would probably look like you, which is... Uh, All right. Not anyway. necessarily anyway. a bad thing. I mean, not necessarily oh, a bad thing. We're going, we're, we're going off It's track. not necessarily a bad thing that Hitler didn't No, 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 no. You're putting words in my mouth. Not, not a necessarily bad thing that everyone looks as beautiful as Kevin. That's what I was trying to say. Moving forward. Are we all about to fuck? <laughs> I hope Are we so. We're all about to start up. Jesus, a world war. Uh, so, Kevin, I'm just going to get to like make sure you're right up on the mic. Um, okay. as, and if you if you feel like you need to take it down, feel free. But just like be super mindful that any any of this stuff or yeah, okay, minimize. Just stay perfectly topic. still, like yeah, a, yeah like a statue, <laughs> like a perfect Aryan statue. Um, <laughs> Jesus, so, that can't be that can't be a running joke. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let that go. So, Kev, um, what do you? I you know I don't even know your story. You 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 kind of shared with the boys after we had recorded with John, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was off talking to I think like John's wife or someone else. Um, you have like a travel story. You, you got sick somehow and traveled. That's right. Yeah, uh, and I kind of like to think of it as maybe two two separate sicknesses, maybe kind of combined into one. A lot happened at once um, over the last couple of years. Um, but it starts off with me living in Vancouver. Um, just graduated from university, had a great job, things were going really really well. But uh, I kind of wanted to get out in the world. So um, rather than um, catch a flight and fly to Southeast Asia or backpack across Europe. I really wanted to start from my front door and, and then see a different part of the world. So that I ended up deciding on a bike trip, biking from Vancouver south into Central America. Jesus Christ, that's, that's, a, committed, that's a committed bike trip. I met a guy in uh, Nicaragua on a ferry on, on Lake Nicaragua going from, uh, uh, going from uh, the island of Ometepe back to the mainland, and he was French, and he was... Uh, about halfway up from Patagonia to Vancouver. He I thought you were going to say he biked from France. I was going to be like, that's really impressive. No, he was doing like, he was doing tip of South America right up to Vancouver. So he was in the opposite direction. Then. Yeah, I would have right. met him right in the middle. Yeah, that's right. You guys are obviously best friends. So were you, were you heading like, were you, was your goal to make it right to the very tip, like all the way down to the bottom of... There's there's a joke there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah or there's a serious uh, conversation there somewhere too. So don't ruin it, Jeremy. Uh, so we headed all I the think way Brian's down. Brian's in a bad mood today. To no, the keep su- rolling, keep to rolling. the southern point of South America. <clears throat> My goal initially was to go to Peru. I just kind of was a bit captivated by the mountains. I'm a mountain guy, but um, totally. the real goal was to go work for a, a nonprofit working on energy access. Um, so the, tri- the goal was a, a trip and to kind of explore along the way and end up somewhere where I wanted to stay for a bit and do uh, three months to a year of work. But I ended up actually being Nicaragua. Sweet. So like an odd job type of work or like what kind of work? Uh, a job working for a nonprofit and ideally on energy access, which okay. is electrifying um, um, houses, communities that don't have um, access or don't have access to affordable electricity or energy services. Did cool. that have anything to do with wind in Nicaragua? Absolutely. Actually, the nonprofit that I worked for was founded on 
um, manufacturing wind turbines locally and build them out in the communities. Yeah. Turns out that uh, salt and salinity really kills them, so they yeah. made up on solar being our primary technology. Right. Okay. Because there's like when I when I got off I, when I came in through uh, across the border from Costa Rica and went uh, we went right to Ometepe. You know Ometepe, the That's two right. vol- volcanoes in the middle of Lake Nicaragua. I've been there. Yes. And like doing that drive, and they're just being it's like crazy, crazy windy out there, and there's like tons of wind turbines i was blown away by all the wind farms yeah nicaragua is uh, um, uh together with costa rica is poised to be one of the uh, first uh, north american countries to go 100 percent renewable based on the resources they're Whoa. really re- renewable energy resource rich crazy yeah so you start off like like you said leaving your front door vancouver like how much gear do you have with you on your bike when you're leaving <clears throat> i didn't have a lot i'm a pretty minimalist guy so i mean um by trip plus minimalist guy means you're really minimalist. Um, I quit my job, and three weeks later, um, with all the materials that I had gathered in those three weeks is what I left with. So I built my bike. I made two panties out of white buckets, um, bought two panties for the front, and and I was off. Um, so I had tent, stove. Are those like saddlebags? Two, two pairs of underwear, yeah. Panniers or saddlebags, two pairs oh, of panniers. underwear. And, uh, uh, you're going French on us. Oh, yes. Panniers. Le panier. Right, there we go. <laughs> I feel you now. <clears throat> and I was off with just uh, four bags trapped to the bike. So you, is that scary? Like, like you you know, fuck, man, I'm just thinking of, like, if I just quit my job, quit everything that I was doing, decided to hop on a bike and bike from here to, like, Central America... When you make that type of decision, like, is it, uh, how, how long were you expecting this trip to be, roughly? I was like to a, get a year, year and a half, and okay, it ended up being almost two years. That's a long time, right? Like, and were you, is that, were you nervous about that? Or were you just, like, so fucking amped up about it that you're like, hey, this is going to be the best? <laughs> uh, the, the day after I, I, um, the day after my last day of work, I felt like I was throwing everything away. I felt extremely sad like this is not the right choice how can how, what am I doing why am I throwing all this away just two months previous they're talking about promoting me instead of me, me, me quitting um, so I felt like I was like throwing a huge opportunity away then what what um, makes you like want to do it then if if you feel like you're giving up something is is the the attraction to leaving and, and going on this amazing adventure like is that more um, magnetizing to you than than staying, initially yes, uh, and then of course, as I mentioned, there's a bit of a bit of a dive there. And then once I got going, um, once I'd got past building the bike, um, packing up, leaving, two days in, I was having a blast. Yeah, um, mm. like this is this is the best choice I've ever made. Um, getting to that point was a little bit rough, but how many k would you do a go, day? Um, initially started <laughs> started really really high. I went 80, 100 kilometers a day and got really sore. Yeah. And then I set it down to 20, 30, 40 and built up to where 100K a day, 160 even was uh, was doable. I'm assuming your biking uh, your biking prowess is is already established before you go on this trip. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just, just making sure. <laughs> I say that because Brian and I have done bike rides, long bike rides without having biking prowess. So, <laughs> so I'm just making that that uh, We did like uh, Taylor and I went once went on this trip where we biked from here to New Brunswick and we did like 250 to 300 kilometers in one day no after way. after not really like 50k 60k would be like wow. a max for us on like yeah. a regular day and we did yes. like right so up, out of the blue. It took like Jesus it took Christ. like 14 hours or 15 hours and uh, we had to stop midway. 
So we like we stop at this dirty motel in this back road in the middle of kind of nowhere, and uh, we filled the tub with uh, ice and took ice baths for an hour, and we alternated twenty minutes each, and then we lubed up with Vaseline. To make sure that we didn't have any yeah. uh, lubed each other up any, with Vaseline. Well, wow. that's probably what it looked like to the hotel staff when we rented a hotel room, three guys in Lycra for an Asking hour. For an hour rate. <laughs> do, do you guys have Vaseline? <laughs> we were like, "Do you guys do an hour rate?" And they were like, "Uh, yeah, sure, fifty bucks." And at this time, fifty bucks was basically the world to us. So we scrounged together fifty bucks and, and paid for the room, filled up, did our ice thing, and then when we were leaving. The the Vaseline was basically almost gone. It was one of those small little things of Vaseline. Yeah. So we thought that, you know, some people think that this is mean. Kyla thinks that this is mean because we ruffled up the bed and made them clean the bed. But we, we like, made the sheets all messy. And we came <laughs> in and we're all in Lycra. We're all in our, our biking suits. We go, we do our thing at the ice uh, bath. And then we ruffled up the, the sheets and then left the bottle of Vaseline on the bed open. And, and just smeared blood on the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and shit. We just pooped. No, no, we didn't do that. No. no we didn't do that. Yeah, that is mean. <laughs> Kyla's right. <laughs> so we, like. With the intention of leaving it, leaving a scene that looks like we basically just got a room and had a, a, a dirty orgy <laughs> for a an hour, real greasy, <laughs> greasy orgy. Yeah. Um, and why did you want to? Why didn't you stay there? You mean you were already clearly at like 150 kilometers? What motivated you guys? It was like going? lunchtime. We were yeah, like, we're like, we got a, we got another 150 to go. We were oh. going to meet our friends in, uh, in this like smaller university town just on the other side of the the border. So we really wanted to make there so we could have some beers with them. That night, yeah, we got there and then drank. It was brutal. Yeah, why did we do that? Anyway, anyway so, yeah. you, so you go on this uh, this trip. You drop everything, uh, and it starts to you know it's feeling good once you once you get on the road. Um, and at what point do you do you start to realize that because something happened, right? There was there's I'm, I'm get we're it, you know, we're doing a podcast called Sick Boy, and uh, you got sick somewhere along the way. Um, what? What did you deal with, and how did that how did that come up? So I got pretty far into the trip. Uh, I had uh, gone through the United States, down in Baja, Mexico, um, all the way down to La Paz, across the the, uh, the bay there. I crossed Mexico a couple times, and I was just crossing the border from Chiapas, Mexico, into Guatemala. Um, this was in a, the I guess the northern part of Guatemala, where it's very very rural. Um, I was crossing on a border that. Didn't have any guards on it. Um, There's no paperwork to do. No. Um, you just walk across? You, or bike across? Bike across. Um, Wait, who are you biking across going like, is this okay? I was wondering because. Am I going to get shot? I knew you had to pay like an entrance visa. Or like an well, what happens if you go thing. across and you don't get, you don't see any, but you don't get like a stamp going in, but then you go to leave? Yeah, well, that happened. And uh, <laughs> I said, hey, I, I crossed the border. There was no one there. Like, what do you, what do you want? And just, she rolled her eyes saying, oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. We'll submit country. this to the government for review for, <laughs> like, as a basically a suggestion box. We should have a border office there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I crossed in this uh, probably the most rural part of um, Guatemala, imaginable, and not even a hundred meters into the into the country, I get this like itch in my left eye, like oh, like what, what's going on? It's it's really quite painful. Um, I, I'm wearing contacts. I wear contacts the entire trip, um, so I wash my hands with uh, your antibacterial gel and take it out, and sure enough, it, it's ripped, and uh, 
that happened more often than I expect, but I said, okay, you know, that's, that's normal. I threw it away. And the contact, the, the contact, contact is ripped. Tore, exactly. Okay. I've never heard of that. I didn't, is, is that a, that, that's a common thing for that, contacts to rip? It happened rip? to me a little more often than I'd like. How does that happen? Uh, like, does you why. get like a, I don't know, a, like dust or some shit in your contact and it just like. Or you itch your eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. If you <clears> kind of rub your eye, it would tear it. Yeah. It, it could have been that. Mm. Um, the ones I have now don't do that. The ones that year just did. So, mm-hmm. but it happened and took it out, put another one in. Uh, and that didn't solve the issue. It wasn't just that irritating my eye. So I took it out, um, put those contacts away, put the glasses on, and biked with glasses for a little while. I was, bi- I was biking along again, this really rural road, really rocky. And, Bumping along <laughs> um, for about four hours until I got to the, the next, like, you know, small, mid-sized town. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that point, it was, it was, it was getting worse, so I went and got some, um, some painkillers. Um, st- I, I thought that I may scratch my eye a little bit so, you know, it wouldn't be a, uh, uh, too big of a deal. So a few painkillers and we'll let it heal over. God, what a pain in the ass it is to get your eye scratched. It's like, it yeah, I've had, it, I've had it happen before where it's like uh, dust got in there and it like kind of scratched the, the, um, uh, the cornea. Or what's the white part? The white the, part's the cornea, right? Cornea is the, right on the front of the eye. Oh. The part around your eye, or the white part, I'm not sure what that's called. Do you wear contacts? <sighs> no, I don't. No, I have, uh, my eyes are actually beyond perfect. Um, <laughs> we don't have to get into that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you start taking painkillers and... Does that help or like does it well that is point, it is it painful yeah. and itchy well at that, that point i had I just grabbed the bottle like saying hey i'll i'll take I'll take this later um got back on the bike, got some food for the night, and I go about four or five kilometers down the road to this um this, this reserve and look at this reserve from a map it's like clear cut clear cut clear cut everywhere, this like square reserve like really like complete square and then a beautiful lake in the middle. My target was to get to that lake that mm-hmm. night. So I pull my bike up to the side of the road. There's actually a like a um, there's a um, like a park ranger station. Walk my bike up there, grab my bags, saying, "Hey, I'm going to the lake." I get uh, you, you pay your money, you get a guide. And I was walking through the jungle with with, with this guide um, toward this lake, about like a two kilometer walk. Uh, meanwhile, on this on this walk, I'm, it's quite hot. It's Central America. I'm sweating, so I'm like kind of uh-huh. rubbing, rubbing my rubbing my uh, my forehead. Sweat's kind of getting into my eye. Um, it's getting harder and harder to see in that eye. Um, but I push through, I get there, I set up camp, but then I go to light my stove to cook that night. And the, the light from that stove is causing intense, tense pain in my eye. Like, Whoa, oh, no. man, that really <laughs> hurts. So I, I cover that eye and even the light in my right eye, stimulating that eye is causing the left eye to like move and contract. Um, it sounds like an origin story pain. of a, come, right, a, come of right up on the mic. It sounds like yeah. an origin story of an X-Men. Like yeah. Cyclops kind of, remember when he like first started, like his eyes were like starting to get red and like they're burning in the light. Was yeah, just he, too just much. To, he just to keep his eyes closed. And then he went to the bathroom and, and then shot that dude and killed him by accident. I do remember that great movie. When does that happen? Did you kill anybody with your eye, with the laser out of your eye? <laughs> At some point I want to get laser eyes. But not, not, yet, not yet. We talked to a guy who has a laser eye. We did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, can talk about that. we can hook you up. <laughs> Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So so anyway, then like then what happens when you're cooking your food? Are you like, fuck this, I can't cook food and just peace out? Took painkillers and that helped a lot. I was able to sleep that night. Um, so that night wasn't so bad actually. After I got the painkillers down, it was great. Um, that morning I went, I went for a little swim. Beautiful lake. You, you look down this lake, you can see the bottom and, and like a million fish swimming around. There's butterflies. It's an amazing reserve. Jesus. Had a great time. Yeah, it sounds but like get, a Disney movie. Yeah, I was on painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> um, so that, that helped out a lot. Um, hiked out. Um, but then at, at that point, I, I think I, I had a lot of painkillers that night. Um, I was starting to run out and I was biking along. I couldn't see it in my left eye as I was biking along. So I... Or, the pain of the light hitting it and it moving was too painful, so I blocked it out with um, some uh, some tape I had. I was bumping along on this road. Things were falling off. I didn't realize it. I only got about like three kilometers down the road before I said, this is too much. I got to, I'm patching my eye. Things falling off. Like, I, I, yeah. I can't manage this, so I pulled off um, at this restaurant um, owned by um, now two good friends of mine, Carlos and Katie. Uh, had lunch there. Um, but as the day went on, the pain kept getting worse. Um, so I had dinner there as well and decided to camp out for the night. And it's at this point, camping out at this restaurant, that I realized um, my vision's actually really starting to degrade. Like every hour is getting blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. So I, um, I told my friend Carlos, like, hey, like, I need to go see a doctor. Like, where should I go? And he tells me to go back to this town, the same town that I went through before. So he says he'll take me there in the morning. Uh, so I sleep that night. I managed to get through the night, get up in the morning and go to this doctor's office, which is basically a pharmacy. Mm. Like in this in real Guatemala, there's not really any real medical. Did you, did, uh, <coughs> did you have to bike back there or did he drive you or? He took me on, one, on a uh, little bus. Okay. Comes through at like 4 a.m. or something like that. With like a trillion a people, very on convenient it. time for the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Four a.m. Like, like tr- quadruple capacity on the bus. Chickens, right. chickens uh, out the window. Right. Yeah. So you know the chicken buses of Central yeah. America. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. Well acquainted. Yes. So you go to this little office and see a doctor. Yeah, and this is where, to me, shit really starts hitting the fan. Um, I go see a doctor. Um, sitting in the little waiting room uh, of, of the, again, let's call it a pharmacy, not really a doctor's office. And I said, hey, wait, I should actually look and see what it <coughs> looks like because I haven't seen a mirror in the last, you know, two, in the last two days since this thing started. Um, I didn't have a mirror immediately around me. Um, so I took my camera and took a photo of my eye. Look, I look at the image and holy shit, there's this like white, like thing on, on my eye. It's like, like a mucus, but it's, it's no like, one said this to you. Yeah, guy. what the fuck is it? like? Carlos, Katie, what, like, <laughs> yeah. why aren't Come they on, like? Yeah, Kevin, uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, 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 no, everything's fine. Good. We're just Looks gonna take it, take, take it to the hospital, take it to the doctor. Did you say you have an eye problem because it doesn't look like anything's <laughs> yeah, yeah. wrong? Totally doesn't look like anything's wrong. Totally doesn't look. I think Meanwhile, someone just sneezed on your face. That's all. <laughs> it definitely doesn't like, look like sperm in your eye. <laughs> yeah, flubber is living like on that. your eye. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, no, he, he's, 
He just went, he, would return from a bathhouse. That's yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> he was just tipping the porter that guided him to the lake. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I'm, I don't speak Christ. Spanish very well. I, I, uh, yeah. If I spoke in Spanish, maybe I would have been able to get a little more advice from people around me, a little more interaction. But I was in a foreign country um, in an area where there's not very good medical services, and people may not be well educated and medical. But, like, when practice. the children were pointing and screaming and running, <laughs> you didn't think that that was the. <laughs> Carlos was repeating it all. All night long, and you're just oh. going, gracias, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, ah, thank you, thank you. Well, oh, man. <laughs> He's like, no, no, señor. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're, ay, el morte, el morte. Uh, yeah, yeah, mort, morte. Thank you, yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, but the, the kids are looking at me constantly. They're looking at me with these like, wide open eyes, like, who is this giant? Yeah, this giant <laughs> this gringo with the weird eye. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, when you saw that, like, goop on your eye, were you, like, is that when panic sets in? Like, were you kind of like, oh, my fuck, I had no idea. Panic was pretty high there. I don't think that was the height of it. So we're, you know, we're, we're progressing. Um, <laughs> I see the pharmacist slash doctor, and she gives me some, some med, um she immediately throws up and then gets you. The <laughs> <laughs> well, she gives me something, and I put the eye drops in and take the oral pill, and I'm doing this throughout the day. I'm staying at the pharmacy, and I decide to keep taking photos as the day goes on. And this white glob is growing and oh, growing God. and growing and growing. Um, can you see at this point? Like it's. I can't it, see anything at this. You point. You just can't see shit. Like your no. eyes open, and you if you closed your your other eye, you wouldn't be able to see. That's anything. right. Wow. Like, uh, I'd say just to make a guess, like ten percent of my vision or less. Like, and was it like a mil- like was the was your your like point of view through that eye like sort of milky, like kind of glossed over, or or is it, or are you just able to see the peripheral? Like what's like what can you see if you're seeing ten percent? What ten percent are you able to see? Uh, you're you're right. It's like completely milked over. The the thing was like right in the middle of the eye. Right. Uh, I got the, the scratch, and we'll get into this later. The abscess was you know, right in probably the worst part. Wow. Could be okay. For, for vision, at least. Yeah. Okay. Do you have Do you have pictures? Uh, I do. I got them right here. I was trying to connect to the Wi-Fi so I could download them. Maybe we can get when you guys to yeah, sign sh- on. But it, the progression of photos is uh, to some people vomit inducing. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to see the grossest, the gnarliest of the gnar. Do you guys want to pause for a second and get them up and look at them? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I got one photo for context. Uh, like. All right, turn this fucker around. Let's uh, come over here. So. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, look at you. Jesus Christ, you do not look like the beautiful Aryan man that we originally thought. You, you look like a, like a Jeremy, stop saying wild Aryan. mountain man. There's nothing wrong with the word Aryan, dude. I think there is. No, there, there's not. No, because the Aryan race is not an actual thing. It's something made up by somebody who thinks that it is a thing and that it should be the only thing. Oh, but so it, it, we should never say it. Uh, actually, it was a racial grouping used in the period of the late 19th century to mid 20th century to describe multiple people. Peoples. It has been used to describe all Indo-Europeans, uh, the hypothetical Aryan people in Persia and India and Nordic and German, Germanic cu- countries. Yeah, hypothetical. Uh, so, and it's and it's often used in superior in the context of superiority. Well, that's not the that's not the context I'm using it in. I'm using it in my own context, okay, which okay, is that Kevin sure. is a beautiful Aryan man. Okay, get sure. off it. Okay, <laughs> okay, you kind of look like Thor, though. A bit darker. That's right. It's actually red, um, uh, and I have blonde hair. It's very, I think that's a very common thing with the fair skin. I got I got red in my peeps. beard as well. Yeah, I don't know why. So I guess, I guess one thing, just as a bit of a sidetrack here, that I want to highlight. If you look at this photo. 
when I look at my, this photo myself, I look homeless, homeless, <laughs> <laughs> but also very calm. Very, this, I, I'm actually in my element right now. This, I, I was having a great time at this point on the trip. Mm-hmm. And for this those who, who can't see it, um, uh, your hair is just out of fucking control. Uh, you've got a pretty bitchin' tan on your face, and uh, you're you're holding up some sort of like what is that like a, a obdometer? Obdometer. That's right. What does that keep? That's seven thousand kilometers from my front doorstep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's, that's, that's you got a nice little grin on your face. You're feeling pretty content with life. That's right. Yeah. Not a lot of worries. Um, that was then. Uh, a month later is when the infection happened, and I'll bring you to those photos. So. Um, this is from an email, so I got a few things in here that um, are different. But there's the there's the drugs, mm-hmm. and if I step one forward, oh, oh my there god, we go. oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, it does look like someone jizzed in your eye. <laughs> oh, dude, it looks like, like a Star Trek character. Oh my god, that dude, is your fucking eye, that's dude. Fucked. And, and you know what? It blows me away that oh my god. people have this reaction because that is the. Least gross photo there is. Oh my god! We'll go to the next one quick. <laughs> That's this is that morning at seven a.m. when I got to the farmer's. But oh, even farmer's even office. even oh. like your your eyelashes are are like matted Dude, together, you know kind of like stuck together with mucus. You know what it looks like? It looks yeah. like you fucking glued your eyes shut with wood glue, let it set. And then, like, Forced ripped it open. It open. Like, yeah. that's what, you're, you know that's what, what that looks like. I just want to say this. I had a dream last night. Oh, my God. And uh, we were doing something on the show. And I can't remember what the thing was that we were talking about. But it was the first time that someone showed us something. And I, and I, and I, had, a, I had a gagging reaction. Then I threw up. <laughs> and then you threw up. Or no, sorry. I think, no, I think you gagged and vomited. And then because you did, I did. Oh, man. <laughs> Not that this would make me throw up. But I'm just saying that this is particularly gooey. Well, this is the first one. So let's see. <laughs> where this goes. I'm, I'm actually not going to lie. I'm kind of afraid to see what, what comes next. I'm so scared because the eyes kind of fuck with me. Well, the cloudiness of your of your uh, your iris and your, your pupil are is nuts. Like how it basically is just one cloudy. Oh, God. What That's right. Nice. All right, let's, well, let's go to the next let's one. Let's move on here. So this is um, day three of the irritation. Um, this is seven, day seven three of your eye. Day three. And then next is what day? This is still day three. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's so Ooh, disgusting. It looks, it looks like it thickened. You look like you're dead. It's a dead eye. You can see the. It oh does look god. dead. This is where the scratch happened, and this is where the. Sorry, I'm moving away from this microphone here. Um, this is where the scratch happened. This is where the bacteria got into the eye. It's where it's t- kind of taking over from. Oh my god! You can tell it's like that center that centerpiece around your pupil. Is that just an optical thing, or is that actually like a like a circular? A gob around your pupil. That's a good question. I, I haven't really explained that. I'm not sure what that is, but um, and I see that I see that gooey stuff in the corner. Is, this is where the the main problem is. Oh my god! Why are they pulling your eyes so far apart like that so aggressively? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so red. <laughs> All right, that's ne- noon day ne- three. Next one. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh dude, that's so it's thick. Growing. It's so thick. Oh my god, it's growing. Dude, oh my how, god, that's how bad. scared are you at this time when uh, you're like your eye is basically blood <laughs> red on the outside and like come white on the inside? I'm terrified. <laughs> I I don't know what to think. It's I'm like, fucking. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find answers in in a environment where I don't speak the same language. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. So where are we at here? I think we're at five p.m. and then there's the worst one. Oh. This is Same day? This is all the same day. It, it, oh. it took off this day. This, oh my god! Right. 
Dude! <coughs> You don't need to put it on, dude. It is it is what it is. I'm just trying to make you I'm just trying to make you throw up. You can't do that. I have to say this. I have to say this. We we have to like if you're comfortable with it, we have to include all of these on your blog post because everyone who's listening, it if you can handle it, go look at it. Cause it's it actually is it's the wild it looks like just incredible! Wow, those are wow, those are really spooky. It They're looks super like fast, like incredible FX work. Like it looks like something yeah, from like a John Carpenter film. Like it's, I've never seen that. Like I've never seen anything like that the, on a really, living body. It really adds to it how your eyelashes are like gooped together by something. Whatever that shit is. Yeah. I, I think that's just passing the fucus. coming out and saying, what's going on? Get All this thing out of my it eye. It kind of looks yeah. like like heavy cobwebs in your eye. Can you go back to that? La- can we go back oh, to man. that oh. one? Oh, there's so yeah. much of it. Did it smell bad? Do you know? Like, did, oh, did it, dude. It, I feel like it would have smelled real bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard Wait, to smell you your own eye. You can't smell your own eye? <laughs> Look at your pupils. How am I supposed to look at my own pupils? So were people for like at this point? Were you thinking like I'm going to lose my eye? Not yet. Um, I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm still hyper in the moment. Like, what do I need to do right now to um, get what I need to get better? Right. Um, so th- this day, I get immediate. I, I see, as I see this progression, I get immediately on with my eye, my eye uh, doctor, my optometrist, rather. And you back in Vancouver, you don't know what this is yet. No like, idea. It, you have no fucking clue well, what's going it's on. It's an infection. I mean, I, I'm it's some pretty sort. clear it's an infection of some sort. Do you ever figure um, out what it is specifically? I no. They, 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 they never like take a sample infection. and figure it out. No, they just dealt with Holy it. Holy shit, Kevin! But I got I got online with my optometrist back in Vancouver, and she says that's that's a like a um, a bacterial infection or a fungal infection, some sort of infection. You need to get. To a a doctor that knows how to manage eye infections because I'm at a, again a pharmacy, just general. Um, and at this point, medical knowledge. I need to get somewhere where sh- they're sh- used to dealing with this sort of thing. She's saying this is serious. Like, Absolutely. like, do not fuck around with this. You need uh, obviously. I mean, it looks serious. You know, like, so you need to you need to move, and you're also not in the the most like uh, medically accessible place on the planet obviously right. for like this specialized kind of thing well it's the worst it's basically the it doesn't it could be fucking the flu and it's the most yeah. inop, inopportune place or the most uh ineffective place i what? mean like rural places being yeah. away from home especially in a rural environment it's like dude doesn't matter what you got it sucks what's the panic level now <clears throat> pretty high but i had a plan she says you need to get to seeing a doctor that knows how to manage an infection so I was asking around, like, you know, where can I find an eye doctor? Uh, of course, Guatemala City would have been a good place to go, but um, even though that was only a few hundred kilometers away, in Guatemala, the roads do this, back and forth, back and forth, weaving up mountains and weaving down mountains. It would take me probably a half a day or to a full day of busing and transferring. Yeah, and with the progression of this eye, the way it is, it's like that's, that's a long time. I need to get somewhere right away. So I got up the <coughs> next morning after... Um, day three on day four at again 4 a.m. and caught a bus five hours to a medical clinic um, in a I believe it's a town called San Cristobal which was a, yeah five hours away 
this guy does non not for profit um, surgery and um, exams of, of eyes for people all around Central America in Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala. Basically, he's the the guy I wanted to see within like a two country radius. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky; he was only five hours away. Mm. I was really lucky, and he knew how to manage the infection well. He got me on the right antibiotics, the right eye drops, the right oral stuff, and and the infection um, died down. Um, that Monday, so about two days later, um, I was sitting across from him. He was away for the weekend. I was in the hospital in the ward for the weekend, just sitting there panicking and hoping for the best. So I'm waiting to hear the results from him. And he said, um, I distinctly remember him saying that I was going to have permanent vision loss. I was permanently going to have damage to my eye. Oh, and it was at that point like where I turned from panic to like just heart stomach full like full organ sinking feeling you know yeah. inside and like oh my goodness i need to go home mm-hmm. um so immediately after you said that i called up a friend um who i met in town um he he drove me to the airport i privately chartered a a a, a, a prop plane to guatemala city and then immediately got on a plane back to canada so well, I, went, how, I went from was that like crazy expensive to get to make that happen like like what what's your uh, like, are you insured th- through this kind of thing? Like, how does that work? Yeah, you know what? I had had um, insurance, um, but I didn't actually use it for this. Uh, <laughs> um, it kind of just kinda fell by the wayside in terms of just get, trying to get just things get done. Out, yeah. But it was three hundred bucks to charter that private plane, and then it was like twelve hundred to get the same day flight back to Canada. Mm. Okay, um, not crazy. Not crazy. Considering, no. the, uh, considering yeah, the the need. So what's it? What's it like going back to that hospital? Like, what's it like being? You were in the hospital for the for the weekend. That's right. Yeah. What's What's that like being in like a foreign country in a hospital overnight, staying there? Is the food like amazing? Being on your own. <laughs> I, I, the food wasn't good. It was. It was oh. like it's, it's not like a big hospital as you would think of here. It was the like worst a, a, huevos oh. rancheros you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've had some of those. Oh, <laughs> um, it was just a, a ward. There was no one in the hospital at all like, for the weekend. Um, I was there alone with just snacks that I had got picked up from the store, and I was just sitting there, you know, trying not to panic and. Um, calling my calling my nerves, listening to CBC podcasts. I guess all weekend. Yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> what scary. a what a crazy experience. Yeah. So you come back to Canada, um, and do you what? Like, how do they treat it? What like what's the how do they? Well, it, the, the infection was already had already um, um, was already taken care of by the Guatemalan doctor. He did a really good job. Oh, okay. But what I was really glad about coming back is that I got full communication on what the recovery process would be like. There's a layer of the cornea called the epithelium layer or the epithelial layer of the eye that is the protective coating on top of the cornea. That was scratched, and that's how the bacteria got in and took over. And that had, oh. that was basically what you saw in those images. That was being torn apart. The bacteria was literally eating my eye out. Oh. Um, um, so that was gone. That had to heal before I could get anywhere close to the tropics and the bacteria that's down there. So Isn't I that crazy? That there's just like an invisible layer of shit that if that's opened up, it's just like the regular shit that's in the air where in, in whatever place you may be is just like, oh, Zombies. okay, sweet. There's a, uh, yeah. there's an opportunity now. I'm going to, I'm going to destroy your face. Feed, mm-hmm. feed, feed. That's what happened. And so <laughs> your, your, eye, like I'm looking at, it was your, your left eye, right? That's right. And from here, like in pretty shitty low lighting, your left pupil looks significantly larger than your right. It, it, it did it, it. Did it affect your eyes at all? Like, did your, like, can you see? Yeah. What can you guys see? 
I mean, I, it looks like your it looks mm. like your pupil's bigger on the left side than the right. Yeah, Do you see that? It does look a little bigger, but not like not crazy. Let it me might see. just be, be it's actually Probably. Maybe it's just the lighting. Maybe it's, it's probably just the lighting. There's more light uh, on the side of the room. It looks pretty, like, to pretty me, normal. they're pretty uniform. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it's not, like, a noticeable. You'd have to dig for it. No. Yeah. You'd have to dig for it. So did it affect your, is there, is there long-term effects? Did you, uh, did you lose, like, a percentage of your vision in that eye and still haven't regained it? So, uh, yeah, after the, uh, the infection eye, it was probably down to maybe, I'd say, Less than half of the vision, I guess. It, I, mean, I probably could describe this in terms of the, the 20, 30, 20, 50 um, ratio, but maybe half the vision was lost in that eye. Like it was you know, significantly mm-hmm. blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was 2014. We're now in 2016. Um, for those two years, I basically like, wasn't really using that eye for anything. So I became very right eye dominant. Mm. Um, I actually, so just to kind of complete the bike trip story, if you, if you want to go back to yeah, that, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I uh, went back and, and grabbed the bike. In Guatemala, I finished the bike tour. Nice. Oh, I, fun. I ended up in Nicaragua. Um, did, did my work, so I went back and kind of finished things off after things healed up. How long? What was the What was the time period between leaving and coming back? Uh, three months. Oh shit! And meanwhile, the bike was hanging up behind Kathy and uh, Carlos's restaurant the entire time. Oh, very nice. Had the phone number, called them, saying, "Hey, I'm coming down. Like, please don't sell it." And they kept it safe for me. So, like, God damn it! I could have made so much money off this bike. <laughs> yeah. um, but now this year. Um, being back from Nicaragua, I had surgery in the left eye. They, um, this is also a whole uh, other disgusting procedure in itself. They um, do a cornea transplant. Um, they cut off the cornea. Cool. They sew a new one on, or a, a cadaver? cadaver one on. Whoa. Um, and right now, the activate, it, it's great in, in daylight. Uh, in low light like this, it tends to get a little bit worse. But Do, do you get I, any info on the cadaver? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, other than it was a high cell count tissue, which means that it was someone young. Yeah, right. Uh, for better or worse, for me, it, it was good because it's a, um, a clear cornea, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. Do you see the world in their worldview? <laughs> Do you have two different life experiences? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized like two weeks ago that, wait a minute, like there's actually nerves in your cornea. Do you speak so- perfect Spanish now? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't there that he got it done. But uh, it could have been no. a Spanish man. I mean, oh, there's no yeah, saying. Oh, sorry. I thought you said you got it done there. I was no, like, oh, it, it, was, it was in Vancouver. It was yeah. in Canada. Oh. So um, do you smoke a lot of weed or? Oh, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. You're already from Vancouver. My bad. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the definition of a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a casual culture out there. But you were going to say, you, you were thinking the other day, you had this realization that there's nerves in your eye. There's nerves in your cornea. So when you touch your cornea, as I would do t- putting on contacts, you feel it. Whereas I, I touch this cornea now and I don't feel it. So like, oh, wow. Whoa, I'm not touching my, my body. I'm touching uh, someone, someone else's. Someone and that cadaver is going, stop, stop poking my <laughs> fuck. Ah, voodoo is real. Voodoo <laughs> yeah, <no>. is real. <laughs> More real than you think. Oh, yeah. God. Um, interesting. So, so uh, uh, like, what, what did you take away from that experience? Like, obviously... Obviously, you go into that trip not probably not carrying uh, many expectations because who the fuck knows what's going to happen if you hop on a bike and go live off of it for a year or more. Um, but for sure, you weren't expecting to have some sort of crazy like medical emergency that was going to have to cut your trip short. Um, but having gone back and finished that trip, and this doesn't have to do anything, this doesn't have to have anything to do with your eye or, or, or that experience, but just that trip in general, like, what did you take away from that? 
Oh, yeah. As, so as you say, like, uh, I didn't have a, a lot of expectations. I did want to go do some of this work, um, and I did kind of assume that I would get some, a lot of positive things out of this trip. I really did not think I would come out with, um, you know, lot, losing basically one eye. Um, so I guess, yeah, to, to go into, uh, um, to go into a trip thinking you're going to open your, your eyes to the world um, figuratively <laughs> and to literally get your, your eyes uh, shut down is a bit, yeah. a, bit of a, yeah. a bit of a tough thing to swallow, um, to, to say the least. Um, I look back on, the, on parts of the trip with a lot of positivity and like, man, that was great. But I definitely, to be honest, to have this, um, uh, I look back on it and being like, wait a minute, if, if, if someone else were to go plan to do that, I, I would be cautioning them against all the things that could possibly go wrong. Whereas I don't really want to be cautioning someone about, you know, going out and experiencing the world. Yeah. I really want to be positive about it. So <laughs> it's tough to live with that negative um, that the negative aspect that kind of overwhelms the trip. Is that a thought that you have? Like when you hear that people are going on a trip, is that one of the first things that jumps to mind? Like, Ooh, keep your eyes closed. One. Just keep your eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> like that you, that you would like to, cause I, I totally, I totally get that, that feeling. Cause I feel like there are people in my life. I travel a lot and there's definitely people in my life that their first reaction to a, to a, a decision to go travel somewhere is like, well, watch out and be careful and like, make sure you've got all this. And like, there's all these like cautionary things that they say and I'm just That's like right. oh dude just like tell me to have a great time I'm a smart human being I'll fucking figure it out on my own or just be positive like you say so having said that is that is that is that tough do you have that first reaction to want to be like watch out for your fucking eyes <laughs> don't scratch your eyes too much when you're in rural rural, rural central Guatemala. and south america absolutely <clears throat> well uh, in a in the practical sphere that I would absolutely be um I'd absolutely tell them, hey, do you wear contacts? If you do, you know, get glasses. Or if you do use this type of solution, don't use this. I would. There are some practical. There's some practical advice there. I think is really important. But in, in like the emotional and like the spiritual context, I think uh, I haven't had a lot of people um, uh, go on a, uh, around me go on this sort of same sort of trip recently. But I feel like my positivity would be able to shine through, but there still is that that initial cloudiness of negativity that. I yeah. Do you think it, Do you think it affects your just your normal life, like you know, like everyday life, in terms of like your risk assessment? We were kind of having this conversation with John. Like I was asking okay. him if seeing these like traumatic events at work all the time affects how he lives his life, and if he is like less less um, apt to like make risky decisions, like jumping out of a plane or whatever. Um, Which he goes, I don't, I don't see the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I was and, like, what? And I'm wondering if, like, you know, if that experience of going on a bike ride, you know, seemingly just a normal bike ride that lasts a pretty long time, but it's, yeah. you know, this wonderful travel, um, but then ended up almost losing your eye. Does that affect how you make the decisions in your life now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'd say two... I see, I see two answers to that question um, that have a lot of a lot of value. Um, one, and that yeah, definitely, um, I look at making choices um, a little differently. Um, I I think about opportunities um, still very positively, and like, hey, that would be a great idea. But let's just think through the things I need to t- take care of to really make that opportunity, um, you know, the best it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I definitely, definitely being held back there, and that's that's not normal for me. That's probably a good lesson, but yeah. uh, definitely you know, takes me down a notch from my <laughs> usual um, um, always positive, always charging forward sort of self. So a bit limiting, but maybe also a good thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of things, um, there's also this daily reminder, uh, especially because my eyesight isn't very good at night. There's this daily reminder that, um, hey, the... Um, you know, during the day, things are bright. I can see clearly at night. The lights tend to have this kind of like spreading effect, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of gets in the way of my vision. And it's kind of this daily reminder that, you know, something bad happened to me in the past, um, which makes it uh, a little more difficult to connect with the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're walking down the street and someone says, oh, man, that's beautiful, and I can't see it. You know, I'm not connected to that person as, as, as well as I could be maybe. Or I'm not connected to this moment as well as I could be, which is difficult, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I said it will improve. I think things are going to get better, but my eyesight will just never quite be the same. Right. Um, which is sad, but um, also um, gives me the opportunity to try and connect with the world differently, maybe. Mm-hmm. Using uh, your senses in a way that, you know, maybe you never really thought to use them or, you know, in, in a way that just wouldn't naturally be your first, your first instinct. Absolutely. You, you, you're talking about a paraplegic, I think, that had this revelation about how I made love to women. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Josh Duick. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, yeah. it was Josh Duick. He's a skier. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Paralympic skier now. Or, or, or he, is he continuously doing that? He's still doing he's Yeah, still competing? Yeah, I, think he's, I don't know if he competes. But. Anyway, he, he, he was a Paralympic skier. He <laughs> may continue to be, but he had lost his legs in a ski accident. Or, or lo- not lost his legs. He, got, he was paralyzed from the waist down in, mm-hmm. in a ski accident. And he, and he had this, you know, and that seems to be a through line through everything that we do. And I was actually talking to this woman yesterday in Point Pleasant Park about that, that girl that I told you about, about Crohn's, that the through line from everybody that we talk to is that there's always something gained that could not have possibly been uh, could not have been possibly gained if it wasn't the, for the the presence of what they live mm-hmm. with was, was wasn't mm-hmm. there, which is fascinating in and of itself through because that's through everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no one that we've talked to that's just been like, no, this has just been fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Every everybody has a has a has like I've taken this. I've but there are those this. people out there that, that oh, yeah. feel like that. Oh right? for sure, yeah. for sure. I want to I want to just ask one last question before we wrap it up. Um, but I'm wondering. Kev, like if if you could go back in time and still go on that trip, knowing that you were going to have that experience with your eye, would you still go through with it? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, you talk you talk about everyone kind of finding this this one thing that you know that couldn't have happened, wouldn't have happened, um, and I feel like that thing um, might be starting to form now. You know, like mm-hmm. it hasn't totally taken shape yet. Um, I'm hoping it does, and I can kind of see it, but it's definitely not there. So at this point, it's it's really hard for me to say yes. I want to say yes because there were a lot of benefits, but um, yeah, that negative cloud is still hanging in there, and I'm I'm working at it. Um, my, my trip here actually to, to Halifax. I'm from California. I'm here for the week. To Halifax has been a great trip um, and a really positive experience mm-hmm. for me. I'm hoping to take this uh, energy I have here and feed it into hopefully kind of breaking through and. And feeling like, and you know what? Like, even again. if you don't, even if you're, if you, that answer is always no, I fucking wouldn't do that again. <laughs> that's totally legit, and like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, like we do talk to those people that that say, "There, here's the silver lining," and I wouldn't trade in, I wouldn't trade in my cystic fibrosis if I was given the chance, right? Mm-hmm. But if I, 
if I felt the complete opposite of that, that's totally yeah. normal totally. and totally human mm-hmm. and okay. Right? And that has something to do with the people that we talk to. But mm-hmm. the, the the photo that you showed us, the first photo of you with your long ass scruffy hair and your beard and you're holding yeah. up this, like that photo really, when we're talking about this silver lining thing, that photo really spoke to me in terms of like what that obviously meant for you to, mm. to see that, to stop, to take a photo and basically, uh, um, uh, capsulize this this moment in time where you're obviously very happy. You're very, and you said you're in your element. This is like this mm-hmm. is you are you are you couldn't be happier in this moment. You've accomplished a goal. You've you've hit a milestone in your journey. I mean, everything that culminated into that moment, which hadn't which the I thing hadn't taken place yet, mm-hmm. that just like spoke volumes to me. And even if even if you take the I thing out, it's like well, if the I thing hadn't have happened that still would have because that hadn't happened yet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you still would have you still would have traveled down this crazy path that you ended up stopping and, and thinking about and going, wow, this is fucking amazing. Ooh. And there's something that's that's, that photo really spoke to me because I, I totally agree. I've yeah. been in places like that where there's been a moment in time where I'm thinking, holy fuck. Life is amazing right now. Yeah. Anyway. I can see it happening. I, th- I think I'm on a path to get there again. I'm cool. Sweet. I'll be there. Uh, and ask you, Jeremy, just to um, follow up on one thing you were saying about your cystic fibrosis. You, have you always felt that way? Have you always felt that you would never trade in for anything? Uh, no. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I definitely yeah. had, like, I remember when I was a kid and I, I hadn't quite come to the, the point in my life where, like, I didn't subscribe to religion. Like, I remember, like, praying. To like for a cure, like praying to God or like asking, like, you know, like, like during a prayer or whatever, whatever that was for me then, like asking like, why me, why me kind of thing. Um, but it was, it was once I started to mature as, as like a, a young adult and I started to do things that really made me happy and do things that I would look at as like a really incredible accomplishment for my, my situation in my life that I was able to kind of relate that to, wait a minute, this wouldn't feel as amazing or this maybe not would have been possible if it wasn't for me living with this like chronic disease. And that's when I started to kind of, my worldview started to change and I started to feel like, I'm, I'm grateful that I have this thing because this is what makes me, this is what, I love who I am and this is what makes me love who I am because I'm doing the things that I love. So it was not always like that, but, uh, for, it's been like that for a really long time right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really relate to that a lot. I, but do, doing what I love to do has, does not change because of my eyesight isn't as good that's right. anymore. And, um, now more than ever, I look at the things I love to do and, and I say, that's what I want to do. And yeah. no one else or nothing else can really change that. Cool. Sweet. Well, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming in and sharing your story. I love those like crazy travel stories. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when, you know, uh, it has a, an element to it where there's an eye full of uh, goopy jizzy looking stuff. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it just adds the icing to the cake. Mm. Um, mm. But, uh, speaking of uh, icing and, and uh, jizzy substance, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, right. Those two are inextricably linked. <laughs> um, this podcast wouldn't be uh, possible if it wasn't for people like you. So, uh, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, share it with someone you know, share it with someone you love. And um, 
Uh, hey, while you're at it, go on over to iTunes. Uh, help keep us on the charts. Actually, as like we're speaking today, we're like we're we're killing it on the comedy charts in in Canada right now. Uh, we're like uh, I think we're in the top within the top fifty, and it's just really cool to see us sitting alongside people like uh, your mom's house podcast. Um, uh, stop podcasting yourself. Um, you know, Joey Diaz's podcast. I don't know. It's just really neat to see. And that's because you, 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 the listeners are going and, and you're, you're subscribing and you're rating and you're reviewing. And we can't thank you enough for that. Um, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out the silly, weird stuff that we're doing. Uh, while we were doing this conversation, I actually uploaded a, an Instagram story of, uh, our reaction to um, to one of those photos, um, and uh, and on, we're on Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com/sickboy. Uh, that is where we are able to sustain this podcast. Mm. So halfway to our second goal. That's right. That's really freaking exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, we love you all so much. That is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.